are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me, last week in health IT for August 18th, 2020. So it's been a while since I did a news episode, so let's just get right into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is remote patient monitoring can help address maternal mortality crisis. So in 2017, over 800 women around the world die every day from some kind of like pregnancy-related cause. And in the U.S., there is a really high maternal mortality rate. So what has been done is uh, there's a team called the REACH team, and they selected maternal morbidity and mortality as a focus area where they can try to make innovations in it so that we could lower the rate of uh, maternal mortality. So so one of the things that they found was that blood pressure monitors, these are very, very important tools to detect the hypertension risk in those who are pregnant. And then, you know, some of those who have these uh, hypertension risk factors can't even have a deadly consequences. So one of the ways that they can uh, use technology in this is that they use remote patient monitoring. So it's a remote patient monitoring of blood pressure and uh, reminders sent through text message after childbirth. And this can be a potentially successful way of uh, monitoring postpartum hypertension uh, through surveillance. Of course, this is after delivery. So there's also the potential for these issues to happen in maybe a third trimester or so. So what they're trying to do is get some buy-in from stakeholders so that the mothers would have these uh, tools for them during their third trimester so, so that there can be apps to track the information and sync it with other devices that are connected and maybe even have like pharmacies or payers reimburse or have some kind of coupons or rebates on this type of equipment because right now most of them don't. One of the big things is because once the baby is born, all the attention shifts to the baby and usually the mother is not as uh, focused anymore. So they want to use the digital tools this way uh, beforehand so that we can emphasize on the mother and adding more attention to the mother so we can address these things before they get uh, before it's too late, pretty much. So this is what the company Reach is going to be trying to do. The next thing I want to talk about is Livongo, and uh, Livongo is a big telehealth company. The Livongo president, Dr. Jennifer Schneider, talks about the potential in Livongo and Teladoc merger. So Teladoc is another huge company that is uh, focused in telehealth, and uh, there may be a merger coming up. Not so much of a merger as, you know, Teladoc might acquire Livongo, actually, so uh, for an $18.5 billion. So there's like some question about the data and like how uh, the data can be used or misused. And uh, anytime there's an acquisition, that kind of always is a question. So the president of Livongo talks about like how data can be actually used to the benefit of patients in the future. And it's also interesting that she says that, you know, how many startups do we even need versus how can we best solve problems for people? So with that mentality, this merger makes sense for the telehealth uh, space. And the next thing I want to talk about is the ONC, the Office of National Coordinator for Healthcare Technology. They are offering new funding for state and local HIE innovation. So they're using $2.5 million from the CARES Act, and they will give the money as to as many, you know, as five new projects to boost the health information exchanges through their new uh, STAR HIE program. So again, STAR is the strengthening the technical advancement and readiness of public health agencies. So this is the uh, STAR HIE program. And this is to aim to leverage work done by the industry to advance the HIE services for the benefit of public health. So it's really good to hear that the ONC is actually going to be distributing this amount of money to be used for public health and how we're going to advance technology. Uh, and then uh, they also say that applicants must describe how they would deploy their services or functions to enable, enhance, and increase the use of HIE among the relevant entities, including providers who care for the vulnerable or at-risk populations. And all the applications are going to be due by September 1st. 
So going back to uh, telehealth, there's some new telehealth technology that uses TV sets, which is interesting. It's kind of flipping the model around its head. Like you don't need a computer anymore. So this company Cortex, they're using the TV, like a smart TV or something like that to use as a medium for telehealth communication. Like it's a, it'll be a two-way um, virtual communication. So of course you need internet to get it to work and they are charging the service to be $99 a month. So the idea is physicians log in and then they click on the patient's name for whatever scheduled call that they have. And then a message comes up on the TV saying that there's a call coming in. And then there's instructions to hit OK on the on the uh, remote. And then now it becomes a two-way virtual communication for telehealth uh, services. So this is actually really good because uh, the elderly population will have a better accessibility by using a TV instead of using something more technical like a smartphone or a computer or something that requires a lot of manipulation that they may not have the dexterity or functionality to do anymore. And the last thing I want to mention is another potential merger. It's Health Catalyst, and they are acquiring Vitaware and forming a new partnership with Northwell. So this is going to be, uh, these are big companies. Health Catalyst made news a couple of months ago. Um, they are going to work with these other companies so that they can have a bigger cloud-based platform with new cost and revenue insights. At Northwell, the same platform can be used for mining the data. Uh, this can be clinical, financial, and also operational. So this will help with making those processes more uh, improved and efficient. So if you don't know, uh, Vitaware, they actually develop revenue workflow optimization software and other like cloud-based uh, solutions for analytics for healthcare providers. And they're also going to be helping with health catalysts and boosting their financial insights that's available through its DOS platform. And I think like the merger of these three companies and using the charge master technology that they have and other like revenue type of stuff that they have, it's going to help the providers a lot with like managing all these like crazy complex uh, demands for like the value-based reimbursement regulations that they have to follow. All right. So before we go, if you'd like to hear more news on healthcare IT, you guys can check out great curated articles at healthcareitnews.com or Beck Yourself. And, you know, those are places where I go for daily health care teams. And uh, that's how I keep myself updated on what's going on in that world. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends. Or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.